Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Slightly Tipsy Buffy Podcast. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Does that count if only one of us is slightly tipsy? No, see, I'm more than slightly tipsy, oh, so the average. Out. Yeah. Right, good. I don't blame you. I mean, it's like you're on vacation. Right. You're a vacation Dave. Vacation Dave is definitely going to have some nice ginger beer to go with the gingerbread <gasps> episode that we just watched. I'm, I'm delighted. <laughs> just filled with delight. And by just watched, I mean I watched a week ago. Whatever. So... I watched it yesterday. <laughs> so I'll have more to say than you. Hmm. So let's get started. What What's up with this episode? Right. So here we are. Season three, episode 11. Gingerbread, original air Dave. January 12, 1999. Yeah! We made it! 1999! That's gonna be what? Uh, I'm Blue? That's gonna be popular soon? Yeah, I think that's like early 2000s. I don't know. Because Iron Man 3 has it as like the setting song for 1999. (laughs) So in your mind, you know what? They probably did their research. I'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's a spooky night. Oh no. Spooky. Spooky. Oh, except Joyce is here. This is jarring. (laughs) Man, Joyce, I think this is honestly the best parenting we've seen out of Joyce yet. She's in parenting overdrive. She shows up while Buffy is patrolling to like give her some snacks. She's encouraging her daughter when a vampire shows up and she's like, Hit him, Buffy. <laughs> His, her line about... Oh my god. It's Mr. Sanderson from the bank. <laughs> that killed me. And you know what? I appreciate that she's there. She wants to see Buffy at work. She's like shadowing her at work, basically, to like learn more about what she does. But like, is the backseat slaying really helpful, Joyce? It seems to be working. I don't Punch know. Punch him, Buffy. Kick him. Yeah. <laughs> D- no, no. It's encouragement. This is the best parenting we have seen from okay. Joyce ever. So, yes, I agree. I just feel like telling Buffy how to do her job, you know. She's just providing encouragement. It's fine. You're so on Team Joyce right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how you aren't. I it's am. It's like you show up to a basketball game. What are you going to do? You're going to shout, like, strategic advice from the sidelines? Or are you going to be like, shoot! Pass! I don't. I, I haven't gone to basketball. I don't really know. What's I think up. you're supposed to be like you're doing great, honey. That's what Joyce does, more or less. <laughs> See, it's the more or less that I think I'm having trouble with. But uh, she finds two kids' bodies in a playground while right. Buffy's away fighting the vamp, and there's some spooky symbol on the kids' hands. It's it's pretty spooky. So it's at this point that I have a lot of questions. Oh, wow, all right, this is early on. Go for it, though. I mean, we could probably talk about these questions later, yeah. but I had them all right now because... Just go for them right now. I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, so this is the first time Joyce has ever been on patrol. Yeah. And it just happens to coincide with this demon needing to do this, like, child whatever thing. I. So you're a chemist, right? Mm. So you know of the element of narrativium. Right. That permeates basically all fiction. And, I mean, this show in particular. Yeah. We've talked about this before. It runs on narrativium. Like the Hellmouth. <sighs> it really does. Produces narrativium. How much worse could it get? <laughs> yeah. That's precisely it. I know. And I just, I don't know. I guess it's not a good episode. What? How many times have they, like, turned on the television and sure. seen something? Or turned on the radio or, you know, Buffy was Anne and she's like, oh no, look at that thing that's happening on TV. Yeah, it, it happens I all the time. I understand it happens all the time. And, it, and even like Buffy says, oh, the first time my mom comes on patrol and she finds two dead children. I, I was sort of thinking like maybe this demon is just an opportunist. Okay, so you actually said something that brings us into our first segment Ooh. a little bit ago. This is a segment called Bad Reputation. You said that the episode wasn't a good episode. Right, it's the lowest rated episode of season three. Okay, so I'm going to take issue with this, and this might be the hill that I die on. Interesting. I enjoyed this episode. Fully and unironically. There are nuggets in it. There are points in it when I was like, hey, I'm into this scene. But like, for the vast majority of it, I was pretty bored. Okay, I guess bored, sure. But I've just seen such terrible things come out of this show in seasons one and two. Right, so relative... To like Reptile Boy or which the episode? Fish one. I've never heard about right. either of those. Right, relative <laughs> to episodes that could 
potentially exist. Right, in some worse timeline. Yeah, right. Mostly containing large snake-type people. (laughs) Right. So maybe this is the worst episode of season three yet, and I'm not even sure I'd agree with that, Mm. although I can't really think of one that I liked less. Right. But fully enjoyed, I think... All of this episode. I think actually I would say Dead Man's Party should be rated lower than this. Yeah, I did not enjoy Dead Man's Party as much. I'm not even sure I enjoyed Anne as much. Yeah, and those are also like lower rated. Sure, but... You've like you've skipped this episode I when hate watching this it. You, how, why do you hate this episode well, so much? I guess we'll get there. Yeah, you okay. know? I'm gonna defend it though. I Good. had a great time. I'm glad that we have dissenting opinions. Fucking finally, we can talk about yeah both sides of it. Yeah. So yeah, some crime scene photographers show up and like the police have cordoned off the entire area with the dead kids and stuff. Joyce is super shaken up, but I really feel for Joyce. She's seeing. Like, she's going on this patrol with Buffy, her daughter, and she sees dead children. Yeah. I mean, what does that make her think of? Dead Buffy. Yeah, which isn't a happy idea. And she knows that Buffy's already died. This is a dangerous line of work. And, like, for sure, Joyce's reaction to this is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Like, I'm on board with it. And it's sort of an interesting dynamic to have Buffy being the one doing the comforting. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked this. Because Buffy's being the one who's doing the comforting. And then it flips to the next scene. It's a hard cut to Buffy talking to Giles. And you see the other side of that support structure where Buffy's mom can rely on Buffy. But Buffy has to rely on Giles in turn. And then that even gets you thinking about who Giles is, like, leaning on. And he isn't, really, at this no, point. No, Giles is a rock. Yeah. But it's it's a really nice, like, juxtaposition of the two sides of Buffy there, where she's confident outwardly, and when she has to be, she's a hero. But then she also has these insecurities. But then, like, yeah, what does it say about her relationship with her mom, it right? It says that her mom is a normal person and has to be protected from some of these things. Yeah. It's just, like, thinking back... Can you think of a time when Buffy really goes to her mom and says, oh, here's a problem I have? Have you thought of another time in this show when Joyce was like a good parent to well, Buffy? Well, exactly. Right? Never. Yeah. So this is the first time so <laughs> that Joyce has done anything good for uh, Buffy. and Backfired then, so hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Buffy is like protecting her and not being fully honest. Uh, seriously. I, I super enjoyed it. It's Seems good. a great time in there, Joyce. <laughs> So Buffy's going on about this symbol. She tries to draw on some ancient paper to show yeah. Giles. Uh, she has way, way too dark lips. Good lord, they're so dark. Why Why is it that we like it when Faith has dark lips and hate it when Buffy does? Well, I think it's because Faith's skin tone is much lighter. So I think it's, the, con- I it's the contrast between yeah. her lips and skin. Whereas when Buffy has dark lips, since she's much more tanned, mm-hmm. it just doesn't have that same contrast and like you know there's different you could have like a reddish dark lip right. or you could have like a purplish dark lip right and or like a brownish dark mm. lip and they're just picking the wrong dark lip color for buffy yeah. i think there's a right one i don't know what it is but her they haven't hair, hit it <laughs> her hair doesn't go into it well either like honestly i kind of felt like it looked ginger spicy again this episode <laughs> but i just I tried to move past it. <laughs> Were there any butterfly clips? In this one, I don't know. Next one, for sure. Fuck. We'll see if I wrote it down. I don't remember. Okay. Buffy mentions in the scene that there's a rule that Slayers can't kill people. when hmm. she's talking about how she wants to get justice for these kids. Right. And I was like, oh, they actually acknowledge it for once. As yeah. like a world build? I'm not even sure it's world building. It, I think maybe it was always pretty implied. Mm. Although, at one point... They do say something about Buffy not having a license to kill. I think maybe, like, Cordelia is suggesting something. (laughs) That seems reasonable, right? That seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, Yeah, I can imagine that happening. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they... I don't know if they've ever stated it so explicitly that, like, Buffy can't kill humans. Because she goes to a lot of lengths sometimes to avoid killing humans. Yeah. I mean, did she throw that man into the hyena pit? (laughs) Yeah. I mean... The hyenas killed that guy, not her. Did she trick those two Germans into shooting each other? They killed each other, Dave. That's called a loophole. (laughs) She's making use of it. It's good. Uh So we got some awkward times with Xander and Oz, right? Uh, Mostly from Xander. Yeah, Xander's doing the awkward. Well, because he's riddled with guilt. And now he has to interact with this person who knows what he did. And like, it's, yeah. That's his character this episode. Riddled with guilt, but trying to make it seem like he's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, every line he has is just in service of that, basically. He gets some good jokes later on. I forget exactly what they are, but 
he is kind of jokey and fun. Yeah. At some point. And I was like, oh, that's good. Because we haven't seen this in a season. At least he's remorseful, too. Right. Because before he just seemed very devoid of any of these emotions that he should be having in relation to this horrible thing him and Willow were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot more, uh, it's better for us. It's easier for us to kind of get on the Team Xander again. But they're all in the lunchroom and Amy's here. Hey, we haven't seen Amy in a while. She looks really different. Yeah. Like, super different. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the hair. It's the hair. And she's also got, like, some pretty gothy makeup starting. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's no Michael, but... (laughs) Does he ever... Does he get a name in this episode? Yeah, they called him Michael. Okay. Twice, I think, actually. Oh. Kind of in passing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Boy Uh, witch. Whatever. (laughs) But yeah, she's definitely looking gothy. It's just nice to see her around. I wonder if she'll be plot relevant anytime soon. (laughs) Because she's been in, what, three episodes now? I think so. And every time she was plot relevant? Yeah, she doesn't actually show up if she's not, hmm. It's <laughs> a good point you got there. She's no Jonathan. No. God, when's the last time we saw Jonathan? It's been so, oh, it's been so long since Lil we Jay? saw Lil Jay. Oh, I think when maybe when Her- Harmony was uh, mocking Cordelia. Oh, and he had his big slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> so the wish, that was the last time, yeah, it sounds like. adorable. <laughs> so big. Um. <laughs> But Joyce shows up at the school. What's she doing here? And, right, so it's really jarring both times, or so far both times, that Joyce just, like, shows up out of nowhere. And I think it's supposed to be, Mm. but something about it just does not work for me. Where, like, she's a ghost who's teleporting around or something? (laughs) It's just, like, all of a sudden, she's appearing beside Buffy on patrol. Bam! And now she's... (laughs) Popping into existence in the lunchroom. And no one was like, hey, Buffy, isn't that your mom as she walked towards them? So the thing is, right, they're all on three sides of a table. (laughs) So she just approached from the other side. And then none of them could see her. tactical of her. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, she's at the school. Mm. And, you know, Buffy feels pretty weird about this. As do I. Buffy and I share that feeling. (laughs) I mean, olds are in the school all the time. And she was here for school hard. Yeah, we see how that went. (laughs) Not, not great. She's got to try again sometime, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, she was also here during that other episode we don't speak of. She was also here trying to get <laughs> Buffy back into school. Right, that's true. Okay, she's here. She's here a fair bit. Yeah. She's wearing a kickin' pantsuit. Check out my sweet-ass matching pantsuit! That is... I honestly wasn't sure of the color. Is it dark pink or is it brown? It might be, like, kind of... The meeting of dark yeah, I, pink and brown. I think it is. Or it might be one of those things where, like, in certain lights, mm. the light hits it one way, it looks brown, and yeah. it's a, a slightly different way, and all of a sudden it's pink. I mean, Joyce can rock a pantsuit. Apparently. Yeah. She's gonna wear some crazy things this episode. That's for damn sure. But she's showing up, and Buffy's like, why are you here? Mm. This usually signals bad things. <laughs> but yeah. it's fine. She's just there because, you know, the dead kid's super concerning. She wants to make sure that the school board or, like, the PTA is all on board with getting rid of the occult. So she wants to have a vigil for the kids. But, like, and she's already said, oh, I called everybody I know and Mm. they called everyone they know. So why does she need to be at the school? Uh, Talk to Peace and I, because don't they use the school as a meeting I'm not actually sure where that place is. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But we're getting into our second segment. Now, most segments I like to think that you might be able to guess right. what I'm talking about mm. with this segment. That's there's hit or miss, sure. I'll say. This one, it's a name that actually I forgot what it meant until today. <laughs> oh, no. And I managed to remember, but this is a segment called Scary Potter. Dungeons and Dragons. Satan's game. Your children, like it or not, are attracted in their weaker years to the occult. And a game like D&D fuels their imagination and makes them feel special while drawing them deeper and deeper into the bowels of El Diablo. Ooh, okay. So it's about Joyce showing up and the things she's saying, if that gives you any any inclination. I think once you tell me, I'm just going to be enchanted. I would not be so certain. <laughs> oh, so maybe I'll be very angry. Both of these are fine. Okay. <laughs> so Harry Potter came out. Huh? And there was a fair bit of backlash against the portrayal of oh. witchcraft and wizardry. Yes. Same thing happened with D&D. D&D. It's yep. like the occult scare, right? Yeah, right. That I tend to think of as happening in the deep south of America. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Where that sort of thing is taken as literal truth somehow, or promoting the idea of witchcraft, which is an ever-present threat. I mean, certainly. <laughs> Youths. 
Right. And their dark rituals. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, we gotta watch out for that. Dungeons and Dragons, they're casting spells, they're pretending to be places they're not, they're speaking in tongues maybe. They're pretending to be things like tieflings and warlocks. Those Maybe. sound spooky. Yeah, very much so. But Maybe. Yeah. This is I, the podcast that we, know. we don't know anything about D&D. No, why would we know anything about that? That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, people just start freaking out whenever this... Right. And apparently this is what I meant by Scary Potter. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like Harry Potter, like, but people are scared of it. Sure. Like, I get it. <laughs> it in my notes, I have, I will I even remember <laughs> what I meant by that on Friday? And no. The answer was no. The answer was no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I got there in the end. Go me. That's good. But yeah, Joyce has taken some action and she set up a vigil for the kids that have died. Right. And so, I mean, they they discussed this later in the episode, but this is by far, far and away the most upset people in the Sunny D have ever been about murder. That's why I like it. They're <laughs> finally getting around to this thing. But they're not. They're sort of. No. This is the best version of that that we're ever going to get, isn't it? Uh, like, no, no. At the end, they just revert to Sunnydale Syndrome. <laughs> But Joyce is still bringing up valid points. Like, hey, everyone we know has had someone who died. Because she's being mind controlled. <laughs> At least they're saying it. <laughs> like, she brings up the most valid points she's ever had while she's mind controlled. When she was just regular Joyce, she was like, have you tried not being a slayer? And all this sort of bullshit nonsense. When she is being mind controlled, she's making a lot of sense. And I think, I mean, that's just a problem that the whole town has, obviously. That and, this is the only time that they're ever going to talk about it. I think this is really a meta problem then, right? Yeah. Like, we're angry at the writers more than anything because they're making this happen. They're like, the only time anyone will ever acknowledge this is when they're mind controlled and then they'll forget about it. I mean, think how inconvenient it would be. Super if inconvenient. everyone in the town was like, this town is a horrible place. Why do we all live here? I'm just thinking of like a flash forward episode where the entire town is now like militarized in some way and they've got guns with silver bullets in them and they've got a bunch of crosses on all of their like tack vests. And just holy water grenades and things. And, like, I, I'm into that. It seems very, like, post-apocalyptic. Yeah. We can't go anywhere else. Well, that's why it's a flash forward. Right. But, like, okay, in the alternate universe where the vampires had taken over the entire town, people still hadn't left. Cordelia still fucking lives there. Harmony still lives there. Presumably their parents are still there? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh yeah, like, clearly we're, we're like, well aware that there are vampires and everything's bad and we have these curfews, but, you know, it's just the prices of these houses. They're just so hard to pass up. So another point that they bring up is that Buffy is a reactionary force. Like, she responds to things, and at one point Angel will say, like, oh, the town is so much better now that you're here. And yeah, the master's dead, but is it that much better? better than when she arrived? I mean, if we're operating under the assumption that Buffy draws the evil <laughs> to Sunnydale, which is something you do like to bring up, then in actual fact, it's probably kind of can canceling out, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, if again, we take this alternate wish reality of here's what happens when Buffy doesn't come, then yeah, this is a hell of a lot better than that. I'm not saying is it better than if she had never arrived. I'm saying is it better than when she arrived? Because I don't think it is. I think it's a lot better than if she had never arrived, but like the master was around before she was around. Yeah, but the harvest and he's happens gone now. after yeah. she arrives. So he's gone now and she's made that better. Yeah. But like overall, there's still a bunch of vampires Whatever that guy's name, Mr. Sanderson from the bank, he's still getting turned into a vampire, right? You know, I was going to make the point that she did kill that super evil guy, but then I remembered that he was only super evil sort of because of her. Yeah. <laughs> so then that kind of fell apart for me. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> think that it's better because she's here. I think their idea of like, hey, let's get proactive about this is a good one. Sure. And the fact that they're mind controlled doesn't really kneecap that for me. But then it's sort of like... Okay, so you could be proactive about vampires, right? There are things they could be doing to combat vampires that yeah. they are definitely not doing. No. Like, lots of things. Yeah. For sure. When it's something, you know, that they don't even know what it is when it arrives or when it happens, 
Like, how can they possibly prevent that from happening before it happens, right? They have no way, because there's just, like, so many different mystical, demon-y things that could happen. They're not going to be able to take care of them all. But this whole vampire problem, yeah, that's... Huh. So, yeah, they're bringing up, like, oh, oh we're going to just revert back to normal at the end of the episode. Sure. But... <gasps> A lot of things that need to be said get said this episode, and I don't think they're said any other time. Probably not. <laughs> and from that perspective, like, this is a good episode. It at least addresses a bunch of the problems that this show has, and if nothing else, talks about them. So then from, like, a meta perspective, you like that we're acknowledging these facts. Yeah, that someone has finally wised up to it, or, like, that it's even in the back of people's minds. <laughs> Because I think that's what uh, Hansel and Gretel are doing. They're like, you know, going in there and feeding off of what's already there. Mm -hmm. People know this shit. They're just suppressing it. Yeah, because they're not stupid. They're just doing the whole pretending it was a gas leak because admitting what it actually was isn't really in anyone's best interest if they want to continue to live here. I mean, just leave then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, that could be the title of this show. (laughs) Just leave then. (laughs) All right, so we get to the vigil, and we finally oh. meet Mrs. Rosenberg. For the Willow's first mom. and only time. Really? Really. <laughs> Do we ever meet her dad? I don't even know her dad's name. I wanted to say Hank, No, but that's no. Buffy's that's, dad's that's, name. That's definitely Buffy's dad. I remember that one. Ira. Oh. He's Jewish. Ira Rosenberg. All right. Sure. I'm pretty sure. I would buy it. I mean, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to... But I'm making a stand. That's his name. <laughs> so we have seen that, I mean, Xander's home life is not great, right? Yeah. Now we get a peek into the home life of Willow, and it's also right? terrible. Like, arguably, I mean, so certainly worse than Buffy's. Yeah. Because at least Buffy's mom, I mean, is making an effort. Yeah. And, like, this episode was making much more of an effort than normal. But, yeah, Willow's mom is, like, weirdly detached. She didn't notice that Willow cut her hair months. months ago. Months and months. Whenever she calls Buffy bunny, bunny. or biddy <laughs> or buddy, uh. <laughs> it's a great episode. And, like, this this actress is doing a great job oh, of, yeah. of this whole, like, very smart detached like i don't understand why this person as like a character decided to have a child (laughs) no because they don't really seem that invested in their child's life it it may have just been a thing that you're supposed to do maybe like the experience was worth it in Mm -hmm. in a sense that's really oh it's super depressing like willow's home life is not good no it's really bad it's really bad but it's also I mean, great fodder for hilarious circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> and super awkward circumstance. Let's not, <laughs> let's not pull any punches here. But yeah, it's uh, she's a horrifying person. I love her rant about the patriarchy inherent in Mr. Rogers. I mean, the last time we had a conversation over three minutes, it was about the patriarchal bias of the Mr. Rogers show. Well, with King Friday lording it over all the lesser puppets. Mom, you're not paying attention. Yeah. No, that's really good stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so she's she's fun in a really horrible way. Mm -hmm. For sure. And yet you say this is a bad episode. Although it's composed of all of these great moments. This... This next thing is one of the part the points where I was like, I'm having an amazing time right now. Joyce's fanfic lives? Are, is that what you're talking about? Because Giles shows up and he's like, Joyce, it's been a... I haven't seen you since... It's been a while. And then they're just staring at each other. And it's so awkward. It's so awkward. And no one knows what to say. <laughs> because... And earlier in this episode, Buffy's like, oh, well, we should talk to Giles. And Joyce just fucking blows right by that. She just doesn't even, she doesn't want to discuss Giles. No. Like, previously. I don't don't think we need to involve Mr. Giles in this. She didn't want Giles to come to their Christmas. Oh, he's busy. Oh, he's busy. Yeah. But now, here they are, face to face. They can't escape. Ever since Band Candy, which is like five episodes ago. It's been a while now. Oh, yeah. It's real good. Yeah. Uh, the mayor is also at the vigil. Mayor! Like, this vigil is great. Because, like, at this point, I was so sure that he was behind this in some way. And then he comes out and he's like, never again. You know, we will not suffer the occult in this town. And, like, it's... So it makes sense that the mayor would be at this vigil. Mm-hmm. Because all these citizens are making a big deal about it. But it's sort of interesting that they've got the mayor just for this one scene. Yeah. Right? Like, he's in the episode just for this one part. That's fair. And normally I think they at least try to have him have, like, 
a couple scenes. Or like a bad guy scene of some sort. Sure, because this is just him being a mayor. Yeah. Like, no, it, I, he's it, just building credibility, but that's great. I, I really like it. Because he is a good mayor. Yeah. He cares about he's Sunnydale. He's a great mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's really a giant snake oh trapped in a god. human suit. Oh my god. Who's to say? Oh god. But yeah, maybe he's doing the best, you know, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few sort of thing that he can. Yeah. Because a lot of that, I think, yeah. I mean, there's a reason he's been elected however many times he's been elected, right? <laughs> has, he, like, has he been in power for hundreds of years? Maybe. Who's to say? <laughs> uh, it's definitely been longer than it should be. <laughs> really? Amazing. Uh, oh, snakes don't die. <laughs> but yeah, Joyce gets up and has this big speech where she is making all of these good points. Like, we think that Sunnydale's a good town. It's not. It's a bad town, guys. I mean, when she brought up neck ruptures as, like, that must be what they call vampire bites. Oh, oh this person had a neck rupture. <laughs> yeah. Because they have to medically classify it in some way that doesn't just say vampire. So, a yeah. neck rupture. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I like that. Yeah. I like neck ruptures. And sure, she's mind controlled, but she's making all these good points until she, so she calls out slayers as like a <laughs> and bad thing. And like, uh, and Jaws is like, uh. uh. <laughs> uh. She's still not wrong yeah. though, about all of this. No, but at this point, so the, the mayor's up there never again with his sign. And then he's like, and let's bring up Joyce Summers. Were you not like, let's bring up the parents of these kids at no point Joyce organized it though right why <laughs> because she was really affected because buffy is her daughter and she was out patrolling with buffy and then she saw dead children sure. remind her of her buffy but like why did their parents why were they not involved in any of this because they're being mind controlled <sighs> i know that there are no parents yeah there are no parents like, and these people are being mind controlled this should bother someone at this point no, they're being mind controlled at this point, aren't they? Like most Joyce of the relevant is. players. Right, but like Buffy and Giles aren't. Sure. Nor is Willow. But I'm not really sure how the mind control spreads, to be honest. Yeah. Because it seems to be pretty focused in on Joyce. Well, no, I think a lot of the parents are in on this. Because Willow's mom is definitely she, in on it. No, she gets in on it for sure. Maybe when people just start spending too much time at Joyce's house. Well, I don't because, know. Because Willow's yeah. mom does kind oh, of a yeah. 180, right? She's like, oh, you're acting out. You're a teenager. And then she's like, oh, I spent some time with Joyce. (laughs) And now I have the opposite opinion. (laughs) I like that theory. Uh, Yeah, it's good times, though. Mind control works some way. Right. But no. Oh, no, Michaela. Oh. Amy and Willow and Michael. (laughs) Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing some occult shit. They're conjuring some shit with the sign we saw earlier. It's bad times. And I'm like, they're like. They're not drinking out of a skull, but I think a skull is involved. Everything they have is so over-the-top spooky. And I understand it's, like, a misdirect that no one's buying. Right? (laughs) I get that. But, okay. So, in terms of materials, I understand these are the materials they need for this spell. And, like, some of them are kind of creepy looking. Fine. I understand they probably need candles. Do the lights need to be off? I don't know. It helps. (laughs) Do they need black robes? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that obscure their faces? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, they do. Those are a key component of it. Maybe Michael was like, hey, why, why are you doing magic like this? Everyone knows that magic has to be done around a pentagram with black robes, candles, lights off. So, it's funny, skull. it's funny that you should say that. Because I wrote down, maybe Michael just wanted them all to look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine is a lot more homophobic. And yeah. I'm making a lot of assumptions about Michael. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, same vein. <laughs> For some reason, Michael is the person who decided they were going to look this way. I think that's true. But yeah, we see Michael getting bullied. I I mean, I've got goth kid for everything because he's a goth kid and yeah. I didn't pick up on his name. I, yeah, I don't blame you at all. And the jocks are like, you know, picking on him by his locker. Amy comes over and she's like, hey, I'm going to make an in- intimidation check. And she whiffs it hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but then Buffy gets like a crit to yeah. intimidation. Yeah, yeah, not 20 on that, yeah. for sure. I really did like that like people have finally figured out that, that Buffy's a scary person. Not to mess with Buffy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. All these good things, but it's still a bad episode, eh, Michaela? Yeah, I still had a bad time. That's, that's crazy. You were prejudiced <laughs> going into it. I was prejudiced going into it, and I still had fun. That's like the opposite thing, though, where... 
I set the bar so low, right? No, no, no. You, you, you don't <laughs> no, get out of no, it no. like that. That's crazy. Uh, Cordy's back on the Slayer hate and train. She does still have a single it, scene. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> oh, no, Currently, wait. Currently, it seems like it might be a single scene. She's getting a lot of one or two scene episodes. Is this though. a red alert? Ooh, I did not have down a red so, alert. Her dress is very dark. Mm-hmm. I think it is a very, very deep red. <sighs> Which is not maybe her best red. Yeah. She's also wearing a yellow card tied around her waist, which mm. is insane. But yeah, I, I couldn't decide. I mean, if it's not an obvious red alert, then I think that makes it just not a red alert. It I might be know. a yellow alert, which is like the, the halfway. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Amber. It's is between it amber? yellow and red because she's wearing both. Oh. Do you see? But actually the Star Wars one is a yellow alert. Or Star Trek one is a yellow alert. Oh, I'm sure I haven't gone to that yet. I think they do it once in the entirety of TNG. That's pretty great. Moving on from this <laughs> TNG cast. <laughs> Greatest gen, guys. Listen to it. <laughs> uh, G-Man's talking to Buffy. And he's like, hey, uh, so this symbol, um, it's like a witchcrafty thing. <laughs> and Willow, like, distinctly possibly is using this. He's like, yeah, I couldn't research it because um, the book I need is um, in Willow's possession. <laughs> but, like, that's probably nothing. It's probably a coincidence. Because, yeah, Buffy's coming at him with, like, witches couldn't have done this. And he's like, or maybe witches did this. So There's a possibility that witches did this. <laughs> I know you won't want to hear that, though. Uh, so she tries to go find Willow. Instead, she finds Xander, who is just appalled that Buffy would even consider that he knows where Willow is. I love it, though. <laughs> I don't love it. But I like that Xander's complaining about how people don't trust him. Buffy's like, maybe that's because you're a very untrustworthy person. Who smooched on Willow behind both of your partner's backs. Yeah. She literally is like, hey, these are some consequences for your actions. You know, those actions? Yeah. She's really jovial (laughs) about it, though. Oddly. Yeah. Maybe she feels like Willow and Oz are back together, so everything's okay. Yeah. Cordelia's fine. She didn't get impaled or anything. She's Uh, definitely alive. I can't believe she got impaled. (laughs) I believe I remembered that. Yeah, I, it's it's pretty affecting, and in, yeah, like the visual of it is very. Again, I thought I remembered that scene from a different perspective than it actually was shown. I don't know what's up with my brain. That's kind of an interesting thing, though, that you're remembering the right elements, but mm-hmm. you're not actually like remembering the same visual thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's... There's probably some reason for that. Probably my strokes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are people going to think? <laughs> Who cares? Peace nice here. Woo! Locker checks. Locker checks are happening. Right. And so now we get into the... Ah, is this the main theme of this episode? Yeah, the witch hunt. It's a witch hunt, but it's also about um, censorship. Yes. Right. And so, I mean, they make a reference. They're like, oh, Nazi Germany. Yep. <laughs> and because they're basically just going in all these kids' lockers, which... Doesn't seem super legal. Really? I don't know. I thought it was school property. I guess it is. But don't you still have to have... Like, do students not have any rights then? No. Huh. You don't have to have some reason to go in the locker? No. When a a student comes up to a locker and says, Hey, janitor, this is my locker and someone else has put a lock on it. Janitor's going to be like, Okay, maybe I'll check, maybe not. But let me go get the lock cutters. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose that's true. Like, students don't have rights in a... In a high school. I don't know. No one's lockers ever got searched in my high school. I don't think that ever happened in my high school, but it seems well within their rights. If there's, like, some sort of threat or, like, yeah. some tip-off about drugs, yeah. I can see, like, oh, well, someone told us this, so we're going to search your locker. But then why not just do... searches. Like, this mass locker search or even doing just, like, random locker searches just seems like such an invasion of privacy. I think locker checks might be a thing. Like, just random locker hmm. checks possibly are a thing somewhere in the States. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Peace and I loves it because, you know, he hates the children. And he's got power. He's got <laughs> so much power. Oh, he's the so police smug. are here. <laughs> He's the most smug. Oh, my Uh, God. He's smug as heck. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, like, Willow and Amy get taken away for questioning, (gasps) as does Michael, apparently, goth kid. Uh, And they go up to the library, (gasps) Michaela. I was actually really upset by this. Really? Like, not Giles' books. What about his weapons? They're like his babies. The copious quantities of weapons that he has around. I feel that they 
just blaze right by that. Yeah, they, they don't mention it at all. Books. They're like, hey, what are these super dangerous books doing here in a school? These have no place in a school. And it's like, oh yeah, just don't worry about the crossbows or swords. Hey, witches don't use swords. <laughs> <laughs> this is a witch hunt. <laughs> So. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, Giles is super pissed. Peace Knight is just the most smug. Because Giles is like really angry at him, but Peace Knight's got all the power here. He does. And this is, it's, you know, actually kind of a nice, well, for me, it was a bit of a callback to that time Giles threatened Peace yeah. Knight. And now Peace Knight's like, oh, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I dare you. Hit me with all these police officers running around? Yeah. Why do you have these fucking books anyway? This time Joyce likes me. <laughs> <laughs> I was rewatching some band candy and all of the times he's like scooting closer to Joyce on the bench and she's just rolling her eyes at him. Because he's so lame. He's, he's so lame. lame. Yeah. <laughs> so we had Buffy have the talk, right? With her mm. mom? Yeah. Now we get Willow's turn to do the talk with her mom. Yeah. And it's a talk about being a witch, not being a witch, from her mom's perspective, and acting out. Rebellion, teenage, it's all very just like, these are the clinical things that you should be doing as a teenager, and so they're all perfectly understandable, Willow. I love this scene so much because she's doing all of them while insisting that she's not doing any of them. She's like, I'm not rebelling. I'm an actual witch. I summon thee, Beelzebub. Yeah. Come fill me with your dark power. And, like, I'm not whining. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. not rebelling here, Mom. You're stupid. It's like, yes. Like, the writers are having a field day. It's so good. It is nice that we get this scene of yeah. Willow kind of standing up to her mom. Because you get the idea that she's so, like, desperate for her mother's attention. Right. That she would never do something like this. Because she's, she's desperate for positive attention. This cry for attention that her mom was just saying she was yeah, doing. sure. <laughs> and then she literally cries for her mother's attention. Yeah, she <laughs> sure does. It doesn't point, uh, paint Willow in a very good light. I'll tell you that. No, it's it's very childish of Willow, yeah. for sure. It's it, very accurate teenage yeah. of Willow. And I love that it's, like, the scene is portraying Willow's mom as the bad guy. Yeah. But Willow is still doing all of these things that Willow's mom was clinically describing. Yeah, we just, we expect Willow to be mature, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, that just brings up a whole other thing of, is Willow all mature because she's mm. basically taking care of herself all the time and like striving to succeed in order to meet the expectations of this detached woman? How mature is it to... Do the things that she does, like dabble with the dark arts right? to a dangerous degree. <laughs> right? When Giles is telling her not to. Because she thinks she knows best. Yeah. Because in a way, that's how she's been living her life. I mean, again, I feel that I'm really reading very far into this. That, no, this is like the least subtexty thing. I suppose. For this episode. Yeah. This is just character building for Willow that we haven't seen before. Another example of how it's a good episode. <laughs> Like, the reveal? Oh, I hate the reveal. I just... Okay, sure. But, like, what parts of this were you bored by so far? Probably the scenes that I have left out. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, anything to do with Moo, I'm pretty over. Are, are you talking uh, about the next scene when we go into Buffy's mom's office? Uh, She's got her Mothers Against the Occult Moo button mm. on. Her, like, pencil jar full of pencils with the eraser tips on them. Yep. I mean, she set up her own the little signs. new office. Yeah. <laughs> the signs of the dead kids saying never again everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like, it, it sort of, it might as well be, like, you know, the, the centralized place from which she is running her campaign. Yeah. Right? Because that's it what is. she's doing. Yeah. She's her witch running, hunting campaign. Right. Her, she's her witch hunter general or whatever. Oh, that's like a sick title. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, uh I mean, yeah, they make a joke about how Moo is a <laughs> Sure. They're not wrong. Um, you know what else they're not wrong about? Joyce saying, hey, Buffy, has Sunnydale gotten any better <laughs> due to your actions? Because this is when it really comes up. And Buffy's like, hey, no, I things are different than when I came here. They're 
better in unspecified ways. And we started this episode with Joyce attempting to connect with Buffy. And now partway through, Joyce is not only denouncing everything Buffy and her friends do, but she's basically saying, hey, Buffy, you know that thing you're chosen for? I don't know that you're really very good at it. No, she's saying that Buffy needs help with doing what she's doing. <laughs> she's like, you've done a great job so far. She encourages Buffy it's while she's saying this. It's Sure it is. Whatever. <laughs> but then she's saying like, you know, other people can step in and help with this, which is something that Buffy doesn't accept help with ever because she's chosen or whatever. And regular people will die they if they classes. try to fight these things. Classes, classes are not OP, as we will learn next episode. <laughs> <laughs> We will get there. <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa. So, right. I know we talked about Joyce's jacket, her pink brown mm, jacket. Yeah, yeah. She is wearing a shirt that I can only describe as a fall day. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's, ba- it's bananas. It's just like, it's like leaves. And then they're like in fall colors and the whole thing is all like shimmery. <laughs> but it's like a, a button up. But it's kind of baggy. And then, like, it's long-sleeved. And it's, like, red and gold and orange. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> She's not looking fly as hell this episode. No. She's looking real mommy. Yeah. yeah. So, we've got another Cordy scene coming up mm. in a little bit. But mm. you know who needs to have a token scene this episode? Uh. Angel! So we were, I don't know what this is, halfway through something. Sure. So Buffy's there. She's in the, the playground where they found the kids. And I'm yeah. like, man, I can't believe we haven't seen Angel yet. Like, so... I'm a person. Let's say I'm a teenage girl. I'm Uh watching Buffy. It's on TV. It's airing. Before Christmas, there was this episode where Angel tried to kill himself and then a Christmas miracle saved the day and Buffy's Buffy and Angel's relationship was kind of like a question mark. Are they together or not? I don't know. So I'm coming back into this. I'm so excited. I think, here it is. We'll see them together. My questions will be answered. I'll get to see more Angel because clearly he's a big part of this show again. We'll figure out where Angel came from, like, why he's back in Sunny D rather than being tortured for eternity. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Faith will probably get a new watcher this episode because they've been dragging their feet on that. And it definitely won't go on for more than this episode. That'd be crazy. Just insane. (laughs) We're going to get all of these things answered, finally. Uh But instead... So I will spot you that this is a Monster of the Week episode in a time when... They should have not had a monster in the monster of the week episode. It and maybe that is one of my biggest issues with it. Yeah, is that like it's after the mid season break. Yeah, this is what we're coming back into. You know what? At least it's not the episode before the season sure. finale. You mean that ghost episode? <laughs> right, that was really good. <laughs> right. to set things yeah. up for the finale. Yeah. <sighs> and so yeah, gosh. no, it just it it sort of feels like it doesn't quite fit here. But I think that's really where, like, the product of the times that this is produced in, right? Because you've got something like Star Trek Next Generation where, like, something earth-shattering will happen to a character and they cannot move it forward in the next episode because it's so episodic. Then this is the transitionary thing to, if you haven't seen the last episode, you're pretty fucked in terms of knowing what's going on this episode. And I suppose they couldn't really do things like that in a time when it was like, hey, like, the episode aired... If you didn't see it, fuck you. That's it. Yeah. And now it's like things can things can be, you know, you could have these this season of ten episodes on HBO where it's basically just a movie. It's just a ten hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah, you know that people are just gonna watch it as they go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, things on Netflix where people are just gonna watch the whole thing at once. And they've got twenty two episodes. They yeah. don't have twenty two episodes of this plot. No. They've got to have filler at some point. And if you have, like, three Angel episodes back-to-back, and then have a dry spell of eight episodes, <laughs> that's even more... That's terrible. You're going to lose... Worse. You're going to lose people for sure. Yeah. So having this episode come after it, sure, I get what you're saying, but uh, it's a product of the times. Sure. And, like, I do remember watching... Not even just Buffy, but other things. You know, you're, like, so pumped for the next episode. You're like, mm-hmm. oh... There was this thing that really hooked into me and like, I'm really excited to see where it goes. And then just being so let down by the next thing where you're like, they didn't, but Jess and Rory. (laughs) Next up, we're going to do a Gilmore Girls podcast. That's going to be so dissimilar from Gilmore Guys. It's (laughs) It's really not the same thing at all. They're not focused on fashion over there, I'm sure. 
All of their fashion notes are super positive, though, so they're making a mistake. So Giles's books are gone. Mm-hmm. I so actually do have a lot of anxiety about Giles's books. He has to resort to that dread machine. <laughs> the computer uh, to try to find out information he's very mad at it he's so mad at it and uh, people are like hey giles how's the research going he's like well i was trying to find out watcher things from the watcher diaries i ended up on a frisky watcher forum it's like a voyeur site he's not actually there sure but he could be i see your point i got the impression that he had accidentally visited it and then read through a bunch of stuff before being like this isn't what i was looking for i've made a terrible mistake oh god is it all like watcher fanfic i don't even know no it's just voyeurs oh god yeah oh i see yeah oh gross it's just <laughs> it, all gross it's all gross yeah super gross like i hear so xander and oz show up together like are they hanging out yeah are they A-okay? super awkward hangs you know they're aces so sure. cool oz is chill who knows what's boiling beneath his calm surface mm. Mm. i guess werewolfy things probably werewolf yeah uh this is when the turn happens though <gasps> and we figure out that uh the kids that are been found dead we don't know anything about them we don't know their names their parents haven't come forward at all and that's super weird mm-hmm. and what's up with this and they do like the research and they get everything going oz sits down at the computer hits five keys and pulls up all of the information going back to 1649 no no he sends a message to willow right willow hits five keys <laughs> and then emails him back the links to those pages i mm, i mean i'm sure whatever she's doing is a lot less sophisticated than that but uh they're the same kids yeah Spooky every 50 years they come kids. up which, sure, if you're going to pick a period of time. At least that's a reasonable years. period of time. <laughs> Wait, 43 years. <laughs> oh, forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, that ghost episode is super great in every way, right? Just fuck the math. You're just doing the math. You're like, it doesn't... Can I not do math? I don't... <laughs> Why this amount? <laughs> but yeah, uh, they are Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, Out Giles. of the Grimm's fairy tales. They're what? He's a what? He's a what? He's a what? He's a what? She's a what? They're what? He's a music man. Ah, there you go. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is happening and it's all very exciting. Giles is reading German. Mm. It's good times. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fucking quantity of stuff that's on the internet in this show. <laughs> Literally everything. Newsprints from 1649. You know, those microfilms. <laughs> That um, someone has taken the time to scan by hand. Don't forget about the hand scanning. Yeah. Oh, man. yes. Oh, right. Hand scanners. Right. And search engines in the year 1999 They're are... using AltaVista for sure. Right. That's amazing. It's much better than Yahoo and... <laughs> Ask Jeeves? Mm. Was this the time of Ask Jeeves? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, it's all great. Willow gets a knock on her bedroom door. <gasps> it's her mom. Knock, knock. It's Europe. Hmm. <laughs> She's gonna kill Willow. <laughs> now, she uses the term cyber coven, which I felt was an update to techno pagan. <laughs> I was not specifically mad at it because I was having such fun with this episode. Uh huh. But now you've made me angry. Good, as was my intention. <laughs> so why don't you take the rest of this? <laughs> yeah, so she's like, you know. I've been talking to Joyce a lot, and I think she makes some good points, and we probably should burn you. So, <laughs> like, like, that's basically it, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's it. It's good. For some reason in this scene, like, and I don't know why this occurred to me now, but I thought to myself, is Joyce not divorced from Hank Summers? Why is her last name still Summers? Oh. is that kind of weird? Yeah. Don't you normally, like, revert to your maiden name? Huh. Why did you think of that now? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird that I thought of it. <laughs> so I have a lot of fun with the next scene for a couple reasons. Right. So this is Buffy and Giles char- uh, charge into the Summers home. Right. Because I think they like know that Willow's going to get burned. Or they, they know that it's a demon. Yeah. They, the, the kids they are there. They cracked the case. Yeah. They exposition their faces off. Yeah. They're going to save the day. Save the so day. they rush into the Summers home. <laughs> and they both get chloroformed. <gasps> and before we get to that... You see Hansel and Gretel, and Hansel's got his bottle, which is just a white label with the word chloroform. Oh, and like big, all in big, bold. all caps, black letters. I know. 
Like, just in case you weren't sure that they used chloroform, like, now you can be sure. Yeah. That's chloroform, guys. It's so, so good. Buffy's and, out cold, Dave. And what and, about Giles? Giles' okay. concussion count's going up. So, okay. recently, I had a whole thing mm-hmm. where we were counting up the Giles' concussion count. Yeah. And I believe that I missed Giles being concussed as a result of the Gorches. Oh. And so, given that I think I missed that, our Giles concussion count is now at 11. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is episode 45 of this. 45? <laughs> That's a quarter of the episode still. Uh-huh. We're uh-huh. midway through season three. And it's still one out of every four episodes he gets concussed. I really feel like we had a dry spell. Yeah, we did. We were, we were, we were like, oh, spell. Giles hasn't been hit in the head in forever. And then they're just like, fuck it. <laughs> it was fun. Let's let's have Giles keep getting knocked out. Yeah, I think I think Homecoming was 39. Mm-hmm. So that's six episodes ago. And like, when did that watcher lady hit him on the head? Oh, boy. That was after that yeah, and before was. this. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. Right. Oh, good. Good times. Yeah. So we get to the burning, right? Yeah. And this is where we come into our next segment, which is called Only You Can Prevent Forest Fires. Only who can prevent forest fires? You pressed you, referring to me. That is incorrect. The correct answer is you. I mean, this whole setup they've got is really dangerous. <laughs> so... I, they said something about doing this near City Hall. Mm. Or I thought they did. Yeah. What they meant was inside of. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, they are setting three people on fire with a lot of books inside a building. You know, yeah, like, they're never going to get that smell out of the building. I mean, it smells like bacon. <laughs> burning, though. It smells like burning. It's, humans are just long pork. <laughs> Right, but like, you know, they're in a, I would say, pretty small room. So wait, why are you concerned about the smell and not the fact that they're going to burn the fucking building down? Sure, no, the whole room's going to go up. They're all probably going to be passed out of smoke inhalation in this small room. This is not well ventilated, despite the giant ventilation ducts that they have. Dave, most most buildings have ducts that humans can fit in. Can comfortably fit two people. Sure, yeah. Yeah, Large, right. clean ducts. Um, no, and I think this is really just th- this whole mind control thing, right? Maybe. I think it's what? it's just the okay. showrunners not wanting to spend money by doing an outdoor shoot at what night. What does this demon want? The demon wants, like, people to be angry. It wants a mob. It wants these, like, negative emotions. It, and it wants people to kill witches, I think. Because it's heavily implied that this was a Salem thing as well. Yeah, I don't know. So they're not, they're not really explicit about what this demon wants because it's not really relevant. No. But, I mean, does, does the demon care if all these people die? I doubt it. Probably not. As long as the bad people get hurt. I guess. That's what it wants. And it wants the, like, mob to be angry. At whatever. Yep. Maybe witches. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. I mean, anywhere else. Like, they had to bring all those books in here. They have to erect those burning posts yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. It's really crazy. And then they're just going to light them on fire. like They do. What? What? <laughs> and then they'll just stand there yeah. being like, yep, that's some fire. <laughs> Let's watch them burn. Uh, Cordy is not done with her appearance Woo! in this episode. As she slaps Giles awake. Because the concussion count's going up. And... <laughs> She's, she's pointing out how bad it is to get knocked out so many times and points out that G-Man's been knocked out, I think she says, ten times. She says, as like, like a, a ballpark. Yeah. I don't know if she gives it a number. They don't know at this point. This is a great episode and I will brook no argument huh. to the counter. I did like that she made a made an actual comment about it. All of these points are coming up. All of them. And we haven't heard, like, anything about them before. And they're all coming up this episode. And I also like Giles and Cordy together. Oh, yeah. Like, I think they're, they're a really... so bored. Right. And they're just a really good... They, they have good, uh... I don't know if it's chemistry. It's not chemistry. It's, like, the opposite of chemistry. Yeah. But... Giles is really annoyed and Cordy's just bored. <laughs> but then I guess they get stuff done or whatever. <laughs> oh, you know what? Cordy has a butterfly clip in her hair. Fuck! 
All right. You're never going to notice. No, I'm never going to notice. <laughs> Poor Giles is trying to, like, remember things without his books because they're on fire. Oh, all of his books. What? Does, like, does that kid ever get brought up again? That no. his books are just gone? They all get burned? No. Like, they only I guess. started the fire. Oh, God, they're so flammable. I mean, we didn't start the fire, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, Cordy's forced to do magic in the G-Mobile as, like, Giles is both trying to drive, remember what the spell yeah. is, and tell Cordy how to do it. And she's, you know, not being super cooperative, all things considered. <laughs> she's complaining how things smell bad, uh, or she doesn't want to be doing this. Yeah, no. She just, she's ever, and this is her character from now on. Yeah. She's the reluctant like, she's not going to not help them because she knows what's at stake, but she's not going to be happy about it. But we've just reverted to pre-Xander yes. B- pre yes. Cordy. Literally, this and is the same it. character. She's gone by the end of the season, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, because they aren't doing anything with her. Well, there's one more thing okay. that we have left that's going to make you have a good time with Cordelia. All right. Okay? So I'm looking forward I to promise that. you that they're not going to waste her the rest of the season. But there are still 11 episodes, and I don't expect that most of her roles will be more than one or two scenes where she does a Yeah, like, because the episode before this was like a solid two lines, right? Yeah. Like one scene. This time, at least she got more than one scene. So there is that. Yeah. But, I mean, in their defense, she's in the credits. They have to put her in. But what do they do with her? Because they kind of like written themselves into a corner when it comes to Cordelia, right? Because she she doesn't want to hang out with them. They should have done the thing (laughs) that they wanted to do with uh, Eric Balfour in the first episode, Jesse. Put her in and then... Yeah, put her in the credits and then Uh, kill her off. Oh, yeah. And she's just not in the credits for the rest of the season. Sure, Dave. I'm sure this wasn't an excuse for you to bring up (laughs) Jesse. I don't know what you're talking about. Oz and uh, Xander are doing their classic action hero, definitely useful thing. It's so funny how not useful they are. For the entire episode. And like, I'm going to say that they crawl through the vents, but they've got some clearance on their crawl, you <laughs> know? A, it's a big vent space. Like, like Seth Green could probably be crouched, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, he's a small man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're... Uh, they're trying to save the girls. Ripples is picking a lock. Ripples and Cordy eventually bust in, and Cordy starts spraying everyone with a fire hose while G-Man's, like, chanting in German to banish the demon. Throwing or, his demon juice on it. Revealing Whatever. its true form. Yeah. And he hits the two kids. They turn into this giant demon, and you're like, whoa! That guy's tall. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy kills him with her the post that she's strapped to. Yeah. Which is... Did I get him? Yeah. Fun fact. When this episode was aired in the UK. So this is, as we, we didn't really go into it, but yeah. like this is an episode about censorship. Mm. They censored <laughs> the stake or like whatever you want to call it yeah. going through the demon shot. Because it was like through his neck, right? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't show that. Right. Right. I don't know if they found the irony in that. Is that ironic? Almost certainly not. Knows? Oh, it is. Yeah. It's ironic. Oh, but okay, good. I'm sure that they didn't notice. No. I mean, especially not if they're the censor. No. No. <laughs> no, the censor never notices the irony. No. Oh, right. Shit. Fuck. Uh, while all the girls were tied to the posts, no. Amy did her amazing thing yep. of... Her, like, the one spell she knows. The one yeah. spell she knows. Goddess Hecate to you, I pray. Yeah. Or, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let, before the, the let, let the, the unclean thing, unclean thing, thing crawl. crawl. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Hear my call before the let the unclean thing crawl. And turns into a rat <gasps> to escape. Yeah. Which she does. Oh, yeah. How do they find the rat? Magic. I, I guess like a like tracking spell of some yeah. kind. Yeah. yeah that's I think true. that's reasonable. Or Amy is still a rat. She Detect might... magic. Yeah. She's, she'd be magical in nature. Yeah. Yeah. But Buffy and Willow found her and they're trying to uh, put her back to rights as the button. Yeah. And it doesn't work. No. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And I had a grand old time with it. I thought that was a great way to end the episode because you've just taken a main, not main, you've taken a minor character out of play and she's now just a rat. And like. (laughs) It's a hilarious like background event that they can come back to. So yeah. Dave, do you have any concept of how long Amy's going to be a rat for? Um, (laughs) so I know because we've watched these two episodes together that it's at least the next one. And I was reading through the IMDb reviews. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and it mentions that it's going to be a long time. And, like, they're going to forget about it pretty quick, you know? And then we're all going to forget about it. And then it's going to be seasons from now. No. <laughs> Is it when they get a fan on the team? No. Okay. No. But like... But it's another writer or a writer who's like going through old scripts and finds this thing, I'm sure. And like, it does serve a purpose later. Yeah. But I'm sure they're like, hey, let's get Amy back. Wait, whatever happened to her? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like the writers forgot Amy yeah. was a rat. And then as a fan, you forget Amy's a rat. And they never bring it up because they've forgotten she's a rat. <gasps> It's the weirdest fucking thing. It's amazing. It's so weird. Michaela, did you enjoy this episode? No. <laughs> You're crazy. There I were parts of it that I liked, but like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. And this, like, it is a generally unpopular opinion to like this episode, yeah. but not so unpopular as like someone- You won't get upvotes for saying that. Right. Someone's not going to go around being like, I love Reptile Boy because people, <laughs> are, people, are, <laughs> people are going to say, what? What do you love? What are you even talking about? <laughs> right. If you say you love this, some people will probably be like, you know what? You're right. Like, this isn't as bad as everyone says. And yeah. so maybe, maybe there is sort of like a weird mob mentality about the episode, Dave. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I see know. what you're saying. Like, the overarching thing sure isn't that interesting. The name Gingerbread really, like, got me to the twist before the twist right. was revealed. Oh, in speaking a lot of, of ways. which, in yeah. German, this episode is called Hansel und Gretel. Yeah, I was thinking it would probably be called that in uh -huh. at least one language, and that really gives the jig away. Oh, jigs up. In French, it's called Intolerance. Intolerance. Oh, that's a good title for yeah. it. That's a much better that, title than Gingerbread is, actually. And, yeah, Hansel and Gretel is. Yeah. I think, like, on the level of Gingerbread, because, yeah, yeah you're kind of thinking, like, why is it called this? What what are we doing here? Oh, obviously we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what was your favorite outfit from this episode? So at one point, I didn't I didn't go over it. Mm -hmm. Cordelia's wearing this shirt that like it's it's just like a black long sleeve shirt that I think has a V-neck. But around the top of the shirt, not the whole neckline, but just the top, there's fur. I yeah. noticed that one. Yeah. This is also when she has the butterfly clip. Which... It's kind of like a collar, but then it doesn't go. Yeah, because yeah. it is a V-neck, but, but the it's not fur a doesn't like. And like. It, and it doesn't follow the V. And like she's wearing this shirt, and she's like, "Oh, my mom confiscated all my black clothes." Shirts. <laughs> the shirt's black. She she says the line while wearing a black shirt. I didn't even think about that. And you're just like, except for this one, right? I wonder if she looked at her shirt and she was like, guys, you know, I'm gonna, uh, whatever. So. Too late now. Yeah, no, just, but whatever, like, was going on with that weird thing around her neck. Yeah. Mm, it's good times. Fair. I mean, at the end of this episode, nothing has changed. Amy's a rat. Sure. We've seen more of uh, Willow's uh, home life. Yeah. Like, just character development wise. Things haven't changed much, I'll grant you. But at the end of last episode, I'm assuming we'll come back to the whole angel thing. But, like, that might as well have not happened yet. Like, we don't see any fallout from that for these two episodes. Buffy and Angel are, like, back together. Sort of, yeah. Kind of now. Yeah. Which I think is maybe what that episode was trying to accomplish. But that happens in this episode, so, like, I That know. and Angel trying to come to terms with why he's back. Yeah. But I don't know. Not a lot changes in this episode, but I think it still moves a bunch of things forward. Yeah. And, yeah. Sure, it's it's not the best. But and, well, and that's just it. That's good. Is that like as far as bad episodes go? Like there are lots of redeeming things about this episode, mm -hmm. and I did kind of feel like maybe I was too hard on it. Yeah. But in terms of season three, like it yeah. is one of the worst episodes of season three. I, I would believe that for sure. And yeah. again, season three doesn't have the <laughs> valleys that season two <laughs> and parts of season four will. <laughs> well, our listeners need not take our word for it. Oh. Because we have famed IMDb <gasps> reviewer Taylor Kingston to tell us how we should really feel. The one with Hansel and Gretel. Good. Yeah. Good start. I've made fairly clear how I feel about that. Ah. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode. It's really creepy and scary to think that Hansel and Gretel in the Buffy universe were just a demon. There. <laughs> Go through a bunch of the, the sure. plot summary. Turns out same kids have been killed multiple times over the last four years. Huh. What? I hadn't even noticed that. That's, That's super so wrong. wrong. Uh, uh, so he omitted 100 um, and 50. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
350. Sure. Right. Technically. Sure. <laughs> They're actually a demon. So when Amy and Willow are about to be burned at the stake, everyone does an uncloaking spell, so the town will see them for the monsters they are. Now that's technically incorrect. Yes. I mean, it's less incorrect than four years. Yeah. But if you throw hundred in there, then I think that's the most incorrect thing about it. <laughs> and... Mm. Best part of the episode, Ooh. when they discover that Hansel and Gretel are really a demon. It's That's not a I very strong part no. of it. Uh, worst part of the episode, what the demon actually looks like. I would argue that that's the same part of the episode. <laughs> in a way. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10, which in my ratings book is awesome. Okay, I mean... That's I a fairly s- tempered teacher yeah, view. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah. <sighs> well. Who won this episode? Definitely not Giles. <laughs> Lost a bunch of his fucking books. Every time the books, it showed the books on fire, like, like, I understand that there were, like, people in the fire, but the books being on fire was, like, so much more upsetting to me. Definitely not Amy. Definitely not Buffy. Faith isn't in it. So, like, we're down to Cordy or Xander. Angel's not in it enough to win. No. Maybe this is the problem with it. No one wins. Like, I... The mayor? <laughs> no. Because this isn't a conversation the mayor wants the town to be having. No, it definitely isn't. He wants everyone happy, smiling, everything's fine. Yeah. Gas leak, right? So um, Giles doesn't win. Buffy doesn't win. Peace Nye? Oh. Peace Nye gets his revenge on Giles. <gasps> Peace Nye wins. You're Peace right. Peace Nye you're wins. Right. Yeah, you're right. He gets to, yeah, to discipline the students. Yep. To have their lockers searched. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like this is closer to military order in his school. Yeah. Yeah, Peace Night wins. Yeah, there absolutely. We go. Yeah, no, that scene where he gets to do that like whole reverse thing on Giles. So smug. So smug. Smug as heck. All right. Well, I think that's about it for us. This has been a very long episode. Apologies. Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> you can uh, you can reach out to us as always on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. You can email us beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com, which is in the show notes. Or if you want to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Meetup, the meeting planning social network where each of our recordings is hosted as a meetup for fans to just come and join up with. Not true. I'm on there at VeggieUp, Michaela. I'm on there at No Meet Michaela. All right. Until next time, farewell Farewell from from the the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.